Well, it's been a rip-roaringly exciting week in no way whatsoever. Um, but as you know, there have been some little uh, moments of interest. But uh, we're now Bank Holiday Monday, second back on Holiday Monday of the month. And uh, the sun's gone in, what can I say? Uh, and also the potholes are back. So welcome to episode 148 of Mr. Bird Pods. Uh, actually, I have been quite active this week uh, in more ways than 12. And um, uh, I did a very nice yoga session. I've managed to keep my yoga up every day. I'm very pleased, actually. Uh, what I do is I just choose one uh, that I feel needs to target things like my neck hurts or my um, tight around the uh, shoulders or uh, back or lower back or whatever. And I found a very nice one this morning, uh, with it being Monday morning. Uh, it was a 45-minute one, because I've been doing quite quick ones. And it was a fresh start. So it was nice. It was quite slow. And then, of course, like all yoga sessions, it just suddenly gets really difficult. Uh, and I collapsed on the floor. But apart from that, it went well, actually. I'm just looking outside. It's very quiet outside. We didn't have a street party. Uh, there are two people, potentially, that could have organised one. But... To be honest, they just take up so much time uh, organising these things. It's no wonder people don't. And it's a sort of shame it would have been nice. But anyway, um, uh, the filled-in potholes are all now gradually sagging back into the ground because uh, you can see when it rains, there's just pools of uh, typical walking past I've never seen before in my life. Um, they're just sagging back into the ground and you just see pools of water forming now when it rains. It's a complete waste of time. I don't know why they bother. And we've noticed actually the roads around the car. There's roads around all around here are just absolutely dreadful. Uh, it'll probably just get to the stage where they'll just close everything for weeks on end and cause absolute chaos. Oh, that car stopped. <laughs> stopped where I can't see it. So, um... Yeah, so that was yoga this morning, which was very nice. And I have decided Adrian is possibly one of the nicest people in the whole world. Uh, the amount of uh, stuff that she's... I mean, there's just hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of videos she's put out on YouTube for free. Um, she's just uh, a really lovely person. What can I say? Her manner, her obviously care for the community. Oops, somebody passed. Don't know who that person is. Um, her care for the people that follow her. Um, uh, and the more yoga, and I've said this before, the more yoga I do with her, the more I, A, appreciate how good she is and B, learn from her uh, and develop my own sort of body awareness. Oh, motorcycle, it's all good today. That's a Ben. don't know what that is. So that was nice. Then I went for a run. Very pleased with my run this morning. It was a fairly flat one. It was over to East Finchley and back. But I did it in under 29 minutes, which was astonishing. It did say it was my second fastest, but I can't imagine having done one faster than that. Anyway, we'll be able to see if Darren manages some sarcastic comment about that. And uh, he's supposed to be doing the Swedish marathon. Why he just can't do the London marathon is beyond me. He's got He's so busy. He then takes on doing the Swedish marathon. Uh, he's just an idiot. So uh, I've got to see him at some point, actually, because I haven't seen him for months and months. And then, um, yeah, so that was today. Then last week, yeah, so we had a very nice day on Monday. I've got absolutely no recollection whatsoever of what we did last Monday 
that I wasn't able to record the podcast. So I'll come back to that. Tuesday, I'm sure I had an absolutely lovely day. I've got absolutely no recollection of Tuesday. Uh, Wednesday was a uh, double show day, matinee and evening, which was lovely. So happy on this show. It's just a bright, jolly show. I found out what the next show is, and it's just going to be three hours, and I'm not joking, three hours of misery. So um, I'm making the most of this, because it does get you watching misery or happiness night after night, and I didn't do all the shows. Um, so I'm just making the most of it. It's a really lovely team of people. In fact, I'm looking, as I sit here, I've got my cup of tea on a uh, placemat that was designed by my lovely uh, deputy stage manager and they uh, made these things for, for I think it was the opening of the show it's a quote from the show and it just makes me laugh every time I look at it so the show's just lovely and then what happened oh Monday yes no Monday we went out with a friend um, we drove over to where they live in East London and then uh, they've got uh, some mobility issues so we then drove uh, I was very calm actually because I we were late setting off. I thought we'd get stuck in masses of traffic. We'd we'd got no uh, idea where we were going. We'd got no idea where we could charge the car, uh, and it all worked out beautifully. I know I've got to let go of these things sometimes. Uh, so we picked them up. We drove back to uh, Ingotstone uh, via a very nice pub called the Adder, uh, which we sat in the garden and had. A really nice lunch. Unfortunately, it's just that bit too far away to to go out for a Sunday lunch, but it was really nice, and everybody there was lovely, and the service was really nice. The pub's absolutely tiny, but really nice inside, and even has a little hatch to serve the drinks, which you don't really see anymore. And um, so it's quite an old building. So uh, I can recommend that if anyone's in the area. I don't know why anyone would be, and I can't remember where it was anyway, east somewhere. And then we carried on. It wasn't far from Ingotston, and then we did. Uh, around the ground floor of Ingston, uh, I managed to, oh yes, there was some lovely um, blue and white, uh, nothing special, but really nice designed flower pots or pots to put pots in. Uh, and they were on their sides in this sort of display that was, I think, a reconstituted something or other. I think it was something that had been in an office. And um, I stood there for about five minutes trying to get the, because uh, the, the, the pot was on its side so that the larger bit, the top of it was facing outwards. I couldn't, there was a ledge at the bottom uh, of the shelf that it was on and I couldn't get it over the shelf ledge uh, and out. And I tried every single angle and there's another speedy uh, motorcycle, not Ben, two people on that one. And um, spent about five minutes trying to get it out, failed to give up and then somebody just came along and uh, just took it out in about one second. So uh, there was a, uh, a woman watching who found the whole thing very funny. Don't blame her really, actually. So I don't know why I told that story. It's not very funny. But um, yes, we did that. And then we uh, came home. We had tea there. They've got really, really, I tell you what, I tell you what, if you can get to Ingotstone Hall, you don't even have to go around the uh, hall. They've got a fantastic tea room with uh, splendid cakes. Uh, what can I say? And uh, big pots of tea. So uh, it's actually worth just going for tea. So basically we just went out and had lunch and uh, tea and came home again. It was a really nice day actually. 
Uh, Tuesday, I've still got no memory of what happened on Tuesday. Thursday, Thursday evening, something rather unpleasant happened on the way home. Well, it wasn't to me, but I just it was just one of those dilemmas I found myself in and I didn't know what to do and I don't know whether I did the right thing by not doing anything. Uh, but I was at the bus stop at Archway and it's late when I'm home, coming home, it's about 10 o'clock-ish, quarter past 10 or something. And um, there wasn't, there was only me, this couple, and I think maybe two other people, it was quiet. And I was aware this bloke was not speaking very pleasantly to the woman he was with, but it wasn't. I mean, it just wasn't very nice, but I had my earphones in and I wasn't particularly listening. And then this tall, very tall man walked up to them from further down the road. He near the further away, the, he's still standing at the bus stop. And he was, he must have been in his 60s, um, tall and thin. And he said something to them. And now I was just listening to a, a story or something so I could still hear what was going on around me. The man he said it to, the man with the woman, just went absolutely... Well, he didn't immediately go ballistic, but he built himself up into a ballistic state. Um, and this other man had obviously walked up to the woman and said, are you all right? Which I thought was a really fantastic thing to say. Um, and this the man she was with just went off on one swearing and using words I can't repeat on here uh, just but just repeating you're right you're right you're right and um, it was just horrible anyway the, as, as it happened the bus came about 10 20 seconds later uh, and of course everybody got on it both the three people all got on uh, the woman wasn't saying anything she was sort of behind and the the uh, the guy who was quite small actually i don't know whether this was relevant or not but he was quite small compared to the guy the other guy still continued sounding off on the bus i went upstairs which is when i thought do i intervene do i join oh, i just didn't know what to do but i ended up going upstairs and i heard the other guy i saw the other guy just before i went upstairs go to the driver and say this can't go on and he was obviously upset because he was shaking, but he was very calm. And I noticed he didn't give the uh, shouty man eye contact, which is probably very sensible. Um, I didn't get the impression shouty man was going to be violent. I think he was just, he just sounded stupid because obviously what he was repeating was the man that said, are you all right? It was actually a nice thing to say to anybody. So by screaming that loudly and swearing, he just sounded like an idiot, to be honest. Anyway, it went quiet very quickly, so I, someone must have got off the bus. They must have got off the bus. But it was just horrible, really. Um, it was obviously an abusive relationship. And I just thought how lovely of that man and brave, because you don't know how people are going to react, um, to go up and say something to the woman. And then last night, we were watching television, and um, I thought it was just a kid running up the roads shouting, until I heard our next door neighbour say, are you all right? So I went downstairs and out the front door uh, as this man was running past and he was sort of swearing a bit. I can't remember and I can't remember what he said. Anyway, I chatted to the next door neighbour and uh, she said that the uh, a girl had run past shouting, I need help, I need help. Um, and the neighbour had said to her, if you need help, come here. You, you know, you're, you're free to come here. Uh, anyway, she'd run off. Uh, and then this guy had run past as I appeared. So they ran around the corner. I walked around the corner to see what was going on. 
that was also very helpful in. I don't know whether there was a connection, uh, a big party going on down the road, now, which was really, really loud, partly because the noise, just the buildings around here, they just, the noise bounces off them. So something that's actually quite a long way away sounds as if it's really close. So that was going on. So I walked around because I was going to see where that was going on anyway. And I, either next door to it or at it, I saw a guy sitting on a wall and I just said, did you see a girl run past? And he went, yeah, that was my girlfriend. She's up there and pointing to a, a, an upstairs window of a house he was sitting by with her mother. And he just said he'd accused, she'd accused him of hitting her of rape or she had hit him. I can't remember what he said. And he'd, she'd accused him of raping her and he was really upset. He was very calm and he looked a bit tearful, to be honest. It was really odd. It was dark. Uh, and it was, uh, anyway, he said she was up there with her mother and I said, okay, well, that's fine. Um, and there's nothing I could do. And he wasn't being aggressive to me in any way whatsoever. Um, and he just said, well, thank you. you. You're a witness to what's going on anyway. So I tootled off anyway, later, not that much later, big police van pulled up right outside our flat. Um, and I didn't see, but apparently the police were chasing somebody anyway i could see it was him over on the other side of the road this car park uh and they brought him back i think they'd handcuffed him they may have had the girl as well who i never saw and um i went downstairs and i just said and i said to the policeman i spoke to him earlier on and sort of told the policeman a bit and he wasn't terribly interested he said was he calm and i said yes he was it was fine so he said, yeah, they just both ran away from us. So, oh, I don't know why, I don't know what was going on, to be honest, was it? It's just a, um, uh, a mutually abusive relationship or I, I don't know. I didn't get the impression he was violent, but you never know with these things. Um, and I rather hope she's not running around just screaming things like what she's apparently was uh, when they weren't true, because that doesn't really help anybody, does it? So. But that was all right. I didn't feel funny about that. But um, it was just like two things. I don't know. They just sort of shake you up a bit because um, I get really upset when I hear abusive relationships. I get really upset about them. Um, and uh, yeah, I don't like it. Anyway, but that, was, that wasn't too bad in the end. So that was all that excitement. Um, so yeah, and then, uh, oh, uh, Wednesday night. No, was it Wednesday night? What night was it? Tuesday night. It was uh, my uh, father-in-law, for want of a better description's 85th birthday. So we went over and had a meal with him in uh, East London in a pub. He's quite deaf now, so it's quite difficult to have a conversation. But it was just a handful of us, family, and that was nice. And then on Coronation Day, Saturday, two days ago, we went over to another family member and all the family gathered together with uh, him and had a seven hour party actually, well it wasn't really a party but it was a buffet and chatting, uh, which is my idea of a party and uh, that went on for about seven hours, so it was really nice and I watched Coronation in the morning uh, on the television, uh, I'm not going to get into that but I enjoyed watching it, it was very interesting and um, so that was all that. And then, um, yes, yeah, so I've actually done quite a lot this week. It's been quite exciting. Uh, why did I? Yes, yeah, so I worked Friday evening because I went out on. No, hang on. Oh, yes, I worked Friday evening and then I had Saturday off. I didn't, I didn't work on Saturday, so that was nice. 
Um, and then, has anything gone wrong at work? I think work's been alright actually. We haven't had any moments on stage of anything collapsing. We've had no audience members being hauled out. It is weird though, Thursday night is always a bad audience. Always that Friday and Saturday you get really lovely audiences and when you think I think people would roll in drunk. But it's Thursday night. Every week it's Thursday night. Um it's really difficult. Um I'm missing I am missing the National Treasure because they finished their show and uh I don't see them on Saturday now between shows, so I'm a little bit lost. Can't remember what I did actually last Saturday I was working. Anyway, they're now fraternising with uh, presenters of Radio Force Front Row. So I think I've probably been uh, downgraded. Uh, we'll see. I don't know. So I'm actually quite upset about that. Um, yeah, no, so that's a bit of a shame. And then um, I'm doing lots of writing. I've got... Now, what did I do? I've sent my playoff. I think I may have mentioned this. I can't remember. I've sent my playoff to my dramaturg. I call them my drum turg, uh, but this is the second time they've looked at. They'll have looked at it, so I should be hearing back from them in mid-May. I have rewritten the first five thousand words of the novel I wrote a million years ago uh, because I'm entering a competition for first novel over fifties. I think I mentioned this before, end of May, and then I've got another short story to write for the next writing salon anthology by the end of July. Uh, before I finish, I'm going to have to. I'm going to have a, a major rave because I'm watching one of the most beautiful, beautiful television programs I've ever seen. Uh, it's just a big favourite. I've mentioned it before. It's called Mac and I Cooking for the Something. It's on Netflix. Um, it's a story of... It's Japanese. It's a story of two 16-year-old best friend girls who go and... Uh, to become apprentice geishas or a, or a certain form of geisha. There's all sorts of forms, I think, of geishas. Um, it's every level one of the most beautiful things I've ever seen. Uh, visually, it's just beautiful without being too much. Uh, it's not, you're not constantly thinking, or I'm not constantly thinking, oh, that's sumptuous oh that's amazing camera shot oh isn't that beautiful it's just but it's just constantly beautiful to look at the music is just gorgeous the acting is uh just incredible i don't i need to read up a bit about it actually because for actors to be uh acting as geishas is quite interesting um it's sort of set around food there's a there's a a, a, a cooked meal every episode uh the stories the thing about it, which I love more than anything, is that it's gently, gently unfolding. So in the first episode, um, it just sort of seems to be setting the scene, but there's all these little connections that are being made and revealed as it goes on. So some little incident in the second episode is by the sixth episode become really important and relationships between people are just gradually are revealed um, you have to really stick with it. Um, it's almost immersive, and it's it's just very impressionistic, um, and there's real joy in just discovering the little. It's like opening little Easter eggs or treasure boxes uh, each episode and finding more out about what's going on. There are 
it is sad in a melancholy way. It is extremely funny. I mean, it absolutely makes me laugh out loud. Um, it's not really set in the real world. It's set in, I mean, it is a, it's realistic, I presume, fairly realistic as the world of the geisha, but the world of the geisha is so apart from our daily lives. But they are, it's rooted in um, 21st century. Uh, I mean, the characters do walk around the city. And it's, it's just, and everybody in it is just kind and gentle and lovely. I mean, there are sadnesses in it. There are people who um, aren't quite as nice as other people, but it's just, there's no nastiness in it. It's just an absolute joy. I, I honestly, absolutely am raving about it, as you hear. It's just one of the most beautiful things I've ever seen. So it's Netflix, the Makanai, M-A-K-A-N-A-I, I think. Um, yeah, it's lovely. There's only nine episodes. I think we've just finished watching episode six. Uh and um, even the last episode was all set up for a happy ending, and then it suddenly pulled it, not, not in a horrible way, it suddenly pulled the rock from under the narrative's feet, and I just got caught between crying and laughing at the end. It was so lovely. Um, oh, and, oh, it's just beautiful. And and the, the two girls, that are sort of the, the girls are central to it, but it's not really their story. It's the story of everything going on around them. Um, Oh, it's beautiful. So I just think everybody should drop everything and go and watch The Mac and I on um, Netflix. Uh, I've gone on about that long enough. I have finished my third year of Matt, which I really enjoyed, and I'm now reading another, and I can never remember her name, the woman that wrote My Name is Lucy Barton. Uh, and I can't ever, ever remember her name. I don't know what it is about that woman's name. Anyway, uh, She's written quite a few books, short stories, and I'm reading one of the short story books called Anything Is Possible. Uh, and they're all, all her characters are all linked up in all her books. Um, and I love them. She's just one of my absolute, absolute favourite authors. I just lap her books up. So I'm thoroughly enjoying that. And on that note, I'm going to have to finish because I've gone on for quite a long time. So I um, can't think of anything else. Uh, I hope everyone had a lovely bank holiday. And thank you for listening.